Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini sewed. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. If you could go back in time, what would you change? Would the universe let you bake a change? If our future is predetermined, then nothing you can do will change it. If it's open to influence, then anything you do might just change everything. Whatever you decide, just make sure it's an excellent adventure. We are on episode two out of five of our time travel series called Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey. And today we are looking at Flight of the Navigator. David Freeman has been missing for eight years, but for David, he was at home just a few hours ago. While the Freemans try to figure out how their 12-year-old son is still 12 years old, NASA security is busy investigating an unidentified floating object. After some freaky alpha wave scans and a bit of a neural interfacing with the computer, it turns out David is linked with the spooky ship. Max, the AI alien intelligence, took David to his homeworld, Phalon, for some tests. Something no one seems to be worried about. Like, what tests, Max? What tests? Anyway, through some time travel loopiness, it turns out that humans are too squishy for backwards time travel, and so 12-year-old David returns to the husks of what used to be his parents. In the end, David runs off with Max and risks the trip to get back home to where he really belongs. He tells him what experiments. No, we just and we take we take species to our homeworld and do experiments on them. <laughs> but the humans, they were like, we heard humans. We we heard there's this film trope about only using three percent of your brain, and we decided <laughs> to load the brain up to see what happened. That was the experiment. I thought it was funny because it was it was it was that trope. Yeah, it was that god awful trope. <laughs> Okay, flight of the navigator. Yeah, how how we feel like begin. Well, it's a very nostalgic film for me. Yeah, um, I had it on VHS when I was little. Aww. I've watched it a lot, um, <laughs> and now Raf watched it with me, and it was you know I've invited him to come and give his impressions. I hope that he does, but it was so lovely watching it with him. Oh, that's I was nice. Worried it would be not exciting enough for him because contemporary film is so different. Um, but in the end, he was really like glued to the seat. Took a while, but I'll tell you which point glued him. But I was, it was a really lovely experience for me. Yeah, loved. I love this movie. I just love it. <laughs> and when I watched it again, I, I I didn't realize how much about the film I remember very clearly. I just I'm like, oh my god, that's from this film. Wow, that's yeah. so in my consciousness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's amazing. I had not seen it. Like, I, I've seen it, but like, I sorry, what I mean oh. is I never saw it when I was a kid. I don't know why, Ooh. but yeah, I just, I just never saw it when I was a kid. So I saw it as an adult and it's like so sweet. It's just such a sweet movie. I don't really know how to describe it because uh, like it made me emotional the first time I watched it. I remember that. I remember being emotional, but like it's just a warm, fuzzy feeling of a movie. <laughs> like that's all it is. Um, I enjoy that it doesn't go too deep into anything. Like it's just you know everyone's okay in the end and it's fine. But um, more importantly than anything, the dog is safe. 
<laughs> That's what I distinctly Amen. remember when watching the first one. <laughs> it was like when David woke up in the woods, I was like, where's the dog? So the dog was okay. But yeah, it's um, it's such a lovely movie. And, and I see, I take your point as well of thinking, it's so difficult looking at these types of movies nowadays because of the way cinema has evolved and everything. It's like, are you still going to enjoy it? But even though I didn't see it as a kid, it still had a nostalgic effect and I can't explain why. Because it just reminded me, I guess, of movies from my childhood and being kind of like, yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah, like dazzling mums, just like wonderful, loving mums and jeans and running in the forest, even though you're a kid. All these things from movies back when we were younger. Yeah. And even just our lives back when we were younger. Um, uh, you know, and I, I think that the special effects, like some of them are silly, but some of them are cool, man. Yeah. Some of them are fucking cool. I mean, for cool. 1986. That robot is still... <laughs> Yeah, well, the robot is still cool, even though I have some things to say about it later, but mm. it, the stairs are cool. It's cool. Yeah. And, but the central message is so simple. The central message yeah. is so, like, such a common movie message of, of appreciating your family. You think you hate them, but actually you don't. It's where you belong. Um, with a bit of horror in there, which has never left me because the horror of him knocking on his family door and everything is different and it's like they don't live here anymore like that <laughs> yeah. really hit me and it's never not been something which I've it's just like every time when I was little and I would go, turn up to a birthday party I always had that fear that I'd knock on the door and they'd be like who are you why are you here there's no party and I think that <laughs> just the horror of that is so good um that it offsets the sort of like the the warm fuzziness of it with it's a little bit of discomfort yeah. so it's just really it's, it's so good when that scene oh my god because because like i said watching it as an adult without i didn't know what to expect i honestly did not know what this movie was about when i started watching it i had absolutely no idea what the movie was about so um, this for this so, one was the first time no 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 i've uh, like the, the first time podcast? i okay. no 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 the first time i watched it like a while back but um i remember I, I remember watching it and being, because I did it as a live, because basically my, it was my TikTok followers were like, you've never seen Flight on the Navigator. So I was like, okay, so I watched it and, and live recorded me watching it and, and scenes and stuff from it. And I remember that moment. I remember sitting there <laughs> and when he gets to the door and knocks on the door and I'm just like, who the fuck is this lady? What's going on? Who is she? What is yeah. happening? Because <laughs> I, I just, I didn't, like I said, I just, I didn't know what the story was. So it was such an experience for me to be able to watch it in such a pure way without having any idea what was happening or what was going to happen and just being like, what is happening? <laughs> that poor kid. And when he sits down on the stairs, where's my mom and dad? And I'm like, where is his mom and dad? What is going on? <laughs> Oh my God, it's so scary. Yeah. It's the worst thing that could happen to you as a child. The worst thing. Because your whole world is your mum and your dad. Nothing else exists. That's yeah. all you know. Everything else is only in relation to that. And then they're not there. And you're like, where do I go? I didn't even know how to get anywhere. But that's know exactly it. And that's that's in the end of the movie as well. Just the fact that like he doesn't know where the new house is. Because he hasn't learned, like he doesn't know what the new address is. He's no idea. He doesn't even know how to get home because he doesn't know where home now is. It's, it's that horrible little oh. thing for the, <laughs> you know. 
Um, anyway, listen, before we before we get into the cast and our discussion chat, do you want to get Raph and see if he wants to... Yeah, yeah, I'll see if I okay. can get him. He just he just watched Wakanda forever. He just watched Okay, it. he's not allowed to say a single fucking thing about it. All right. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> right. Well then, let's get into the cast then. Um is there anyone I have yes. just got four people to pick out. So, well I, I'll just say the the four that I picked out is of course David, Joey Kramer, um SJP. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee Herman and then Veronica Cartwright so uh, is there anyone else you want to add to that list <laughs> no no one What a, isn't it crazy SJP wow I have thoughts about that Veronica Cartwright I mean she's so amazing and oh. Pee Wee Herman it hit me when, <laughs> it was so funny to me when he takes he accidentally absorbs some of the kid's brain David's yeah. brain and he becomes a kid it's so it's so funny it's he's so acting good. like a kid and then the peewee voice kind of emerges yeah and then I was like oh now I'm really in nostalgia town yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> That's the thing. It was like, it was so lovely. And it was lovely to see Veronica Cartwright, you know, just, I guess, because like the only other movie we've done with her in it has been Alien. So it was just nice to see her in, in a different, completely different role. Um, and and it's, I, I just love these, these actors that have this connection with really, really, I don't even know how to, like, because it's not cult movies, because Alien is a huge movie. Flight of the Navigator, by all accounts, is a huge movie. But they're just, they're beloved. That's what the word mm-hmm. is. It's like beloved movies, but like for her to not be typecast because they're they're entirely different roles. It, it just really enjoyed seeing her and being like, oh, Veronica Cartwright, hi. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> she just has, she has amazing range. Like, and, and only someone with incredible range could possibly pull off that role as the mum. Yeah. Because um, she then... just literally changes. Like not not to put a downer on it or anything like that, but like, I mean, in, in reality, realistic, like in in our whole real life land, poor Joey Kramer has had a rough time of life, um, going from a child mm-hmm. actor into the reality of the world, and and it just kind of reminds oh. me that while we can look at these movies and have like this nostalgic feeling or this this enjoyment, uh, the way that people were treated in the industry back then and what that did to a lot of child actors from our our childhood is is very very sad yeah it's devastating yeah you see about aaron carter yeah Mm. yeah yeah just it's it's kids they just get thrown into this world of fame and celebrity and popularity but without like at the time they don't have uh contracts that ensure their futures you know i think uh, i think nowadays i think it's it's more kind of nowadays we have the likes of daniel radcliffe who was like you know insured from a childhood that you know he's like protected into adulthood sort of thing so you, you can kind of i don't know it's it's a weird it's a weird little kind of contrast but anyway um but he is in this role as david a beloved character and um, a beloved movie. So do you have mm-hmm. anything else you want to say about the cast? Nope. All right. So discussion number one is around the time travel story. Now, 
what's amazing about this is because when when we go into and we talk about like the time travel um, aspect and we look at talking about paradoxes, uh, we don't have to deal with any paradoxes in this movie for the most part because we're not really because we're not time traveling backwards. He's traveled forward in time, which is completely allowed by the laws of the universe. So the only place we might get a paradox is when he tra- travels back, but that's at the very end of the movie and it's not a part of the story, so we don't really need to worry about it. Um, so how do you feel about our, our time-traveling time traveling child? Yeah, that's, uh, you know what, you're right. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like he just travels. There's a bit of time dilation. He jumps ahead. He's been missing. Life moves on. and But I agree so, you know, my only issue about the paradox is what happens to the alternate future when he goes back in time? What happens to all of that? <laughs> that was my, the question that I had, did they, did, did they cease to exist? Is it, I know, is it um, the multiverse and everything like that? Yeah. <laughs> so exhausted about the multiverse. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't cease to exist. You know, that's, that's the question I had. What happens to all those people? What, they see him. They see him go off. They continue to live their lives. You know? Yeah. That, like, that's the only question that I had. And there isn't really an answer. But yeah. It, it does. Like, you, in terms of the movie, you treat it as, like, as, a, as that they all disappear. You know? He goes back in time. He corrects yeah. the future. That timeline never happens. That future never happens. Um Instead, he just appears back at the right time and it's okay. But for him to have the memory of having gone forward in time, then that those events have to have occurred. So what? So those events have occurred and they are now in his past. So therefore, they have to exist somewhere within our, our time travel world. So you're right, there's some world where they got their 12-year-old son back and then he just went bye-bye, got in a spaceship and went away and they were left without him forever <laughs> like and you know i always had this strong feeling about the connection between his character and sjp's character is born from the fact that he's really 20 and she's 20 right uh, and so in another reality they meet and they're the same age right and they connect and i am i always i imagine that when he goes back and then he ages he comes across her when oh. they're both 20 and they have the connection and I, and i think to myself if she would she have like a twitch of who he is, you know, because there's some other reality where she knows him, you know? Yeah. Does, does she But then that comes into this? having an awareness of another reality, which is stuff we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, yeah, in a way it kind of, I can't tell if it like, it's a cheat answer or not, yeah. but I like to think that, you know, when she, when she is 20, there's this boy that turns yeah. up. He yeah. still turns up in the future. <laughs> I like to think that he exists in, like, that it's just one timeline and he turns up and, and he's 10, but at the same time, he also exists there and he's 20 and then he disappears from that timeline, kind of like Primer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that she would have known him at both ages, but I think that they have a cool connection because he's 20. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. but I feel that. I don't know. That's like the no, subtext I, in a sense to me. I hadn't thought about that. And I do like that. I like that kind of idea that there is a, um, like you said, that there's some some familiarity, some, some connection 
between yeah. them and this this imagination that we have this uh, this alternate future where David and SJP are um together or something the same age <laughs> yeah because you know you know when there's like a 10 year old boy and there's like a 20 year old girl it's like if only you were older kind yeah. of thing because I feel like that was the vibe if you were so cute if only you were older and you're like the viewer's like well <laughs> guess what he I'll catch be. you soon <laughs> we can imagine yeah. that like she walks out of uh, NASA security office and David 20 year old David is just standing there going Hey, <laughs> I'm older. I came for you because he remembers her. You see what yeah. I'm saying? It really does. It did happen. He did it. He saw her he, and then he's gone to find her and he's like, remember me? She's like, I've not met you yet. And then he's like, you're about to meet me. Help me escape. We've created this entire Maybe. alternate future that the movie has absolutely no I've got, I'm really fine for them. I want to see. I, I want to see that movie. Do you know what? I want to see the movie. Just bring the f- I have another paradox. Oh, okay. My other paradox. Wait, before is you why get to the other, just bring the food in by hand on a tray. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Before I think there's a bit of a time delay now for us, but we'll make through. Uh, before you get to your other paradox, I just want to say that what I want to see is I want to see the movie that's made now, and it's SJP. And Jody and Joey Comer, and it's their kid and Phelan guy returns with Max. That's what that's what we want to see. <laughs> There's a huge delay. No, no, I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, I'm like my mind is like you know. No, no, no. There's no delay. That was me frozen in like their kid. <laughs> No, I'm just confused. <laughs> just saying, I, I just want to say we, we want a reboot, but the parents in the reboot are, jo- are Joey Comer and SJP. That's exactly right. We see the other side of the story, which is adult Joey being like, you're about to meet me, but I'm a kid. And, yeah. and you'll know because Twisted Sister. I know you like Twisted Sister. And there's a robot. And da 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 da. And she's like, oh my God, you were, you do know who I am. And she's like, this is you. Oh my God, I have to help you escape. (laughs) Exactly. Reboot, SJP, Flight of the Navigator. Let's go. Let's go. All right. What was your other paradox to do with the tray of food or something? What? Yeah. Why doesn't she bring his food in on a tray? She has to be like, come on. Like a robot has to carry her food for her. How is that a paradox? That was just my... It perplexed me. I don't know. It's not, I suppose. I'm just saying. Like, it's a... The robot was It was, was because it was NASA. Device. NASA have robots. It's literally the only reason. This is NASA. You be know it's NASA because robots. Human. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's all the paradox, I um okay so let's get into the time travel method then which is our second part so well as we said he's traveled forward in time which is completely okay and and they work it out they figure out when they figure out that you know it's phalon and through this um neuro interfacing connection that he has with the computer that uh phalon is 
if, you know, if we have this spaceship that can travel at the speed of light, then that means that in 4.4 hours of him traveling at the speed of light, eight years would pass by on Earth. And um, that's exactly what happened. He's gone to Phelan, he's come back from Phelan um, in a very short period of time for David because of time dilation. Um, and this is just to do with relativity and the fact that the closer you get to the speed of light, the more that uh, time dilates and the clock for David ticks a lot slower than the clocks on Earth tick. And it's about like the frames of references. So it's to me, I'm like, this is an awesome like 80s movie, weird little bit of sci fi, but completely, totally fine actual science, aside from the whole traveling mm-hmm. at the speed of light. But, you know, we'll forgive that. If you could, but it's fair enough. It's a science. That's why it's science fiction. If yeah. you could, this would happen. Correct. I'm no problem with that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple. He just took him there, and and usually they drop him back off, but you know they couldn't, and so he had to just dump him. Ten years <laughs> later, there you go. Yeah. All no problem. Sus, dude. Yeah, no, I I think that it's solid and the spaceship is cool. And and there's also a lot of other bits of science there about the the brain. Yeah. About him transmitting things. It's it's all accurate. Like, I I was writing down the stuff and, you know, and I'm like, and as I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, all the, everything they're saying makes sense. Yeah. It does. I've looked it up before. I I didn't look it up for this because we're specifically just talking about the time travel, but I have looked it up before and like the the alpha brain waves and the frequency that they're transmitting at that all makes sense and the concept of it being able to interface and communicate using binary that makes sense and is completely fine. There's the scene where the ship goes up um and they say like oh he goes 20 miles up at Mach 10. Uh the the time the actual the time that it takes in the movie for him to go up like the seconds that you count in the movie for him to go up like the mathematically works out as to what that would actually be like there's so many little Mm -hmm. things like this in it which are completely just perfect it just brings me so much joy (laughs) yeah and yeah there is a sense of tactile wonder and adventure (laughs) <laughs> because you know what he's experiencing it's, it's what he's experiencing is not so far far flung from what could be the truth you know if there was such an alien technology that could do this and we were in that spaceship and we got to go around earth it might be like this and it's not over the top and it's not excessive it's just like a pure adventure story where if you're a kid yeah. watching that it's like that's dope he's not going anywhere crazy i love that he just flies around earth and looks over i almost feel emotional what a kid would do looks over where they live oh my god that's i love that oh my god i know that place oh my gosh i know because if you're a kid i mean it's like wow look at me flying up here over over my home over my country under the sea and up in space it's it's there isn't another sequence which is like going you know there crazy it it sort of is incredibly grounded the entire time and I felt emotional watching it because it felt like uh, really human, you know, like a really human story, which still for me reaches like, what would I do if I had a spaceship? Where would I like to go? What would I see from up there? And it, it's just, it's not excessive. It, it yeah, it, it grounded, it's grounding. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
I agree with you. I completely agree with you. And and I get what you're saying about yeah. like feeling kind of emotional watching it because it is. It's like like you said it's just a little adventure. It's um and and to be adventurous you don't have to be in like the heart of the galaxy. You can just yeah, it's I mean the idea of any of us being able to be in something like that and just traveling around and you know underwater over or up yeah. looking at the curve of the massive earth it's yeah with the, all of that Saying is an adventure and it's hello, fun hello hi everyone yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, and because so, raf isn't here to speak for himself wait just just on that note because when raf started watching he was like i don't want to watch this what is this he was like this sucks this is weird i don't because it's like oh he, his parents are missing or he's locked up in nasa and i think he was like uh, yeah i don't want and then he's saying can i just go to bed please can i just go to bed oh here he is you want to come talk do you want to come talk? Come. Here he is. He's heard me. Come, come, come. He gonna, you can speak straight okay. into the mic about what you think about Flight of the Navigator. The thing is about it, I think it's like, it's supposed to, I mean, when I started watching Flight of the Navigator, I just thought, since it was like, an since it's like from the 1900s it's it's a really old movie i saw that 1900s yeah the 1900s the screen looked like it was glitching so i thought it was going to be bad but it was like it's pretty it was it just started off like not as good but then it got great (laughs) What, what remember the part that you started realizing it was great do you remember which part i do do you well, that was basically when the spaceship opened up. I mean, to be honest, the thing was, I just decided I'd go away and stop watching it. I, I decided to go away and stop watching it, but of course there had to be the time where the spaceship actually opens up and the corporates actually start happening. So then I had, so I just came back five seconds later. Yeah. And then we were saying about how he goes under the water, he goes up high, he goes around the country, looks at his home, all the normal things that a kid might want to do if they got such a sparse ship, right? Yeah, and I like and I like the bit when like what does he do? Like Max scans Max scans him, and it was and then the way he started acting was so funny. Mm, like a kid. Yeah. And um. Oh. What was I going to say? A spaceship. <laughs> Actually, forgot. Yeah, it was cool. And he got to ride his own spaceship, of course, as well. Yeah. Oh, here's my question. If you got to ride around in something that fast and go wherever you want, where would you go? Uh, probably in the middle of the Great Barrier Reef. Underwater? Oh, yeah. To see? Yeah. What do you want to see? Great Barrier Reef. What specifically? Just the reef? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love wildlife. I'd see anywhere where there is wildlife. If you could go anywhere quickly, you'd go to see all the cool wildlife places. Yeah, maybe like the Amazon forest. The Amazon forest, yeah. the middle of the uh, Sahara. Yeah, that'd be good, but there isn't as much wildlife there, but... Serengeti. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks, That's Raph. a really good answer. Okay, all right, bye, Raph. Go to bed. Bye, Raph. That's a really good could answer. Could you close my door? Put yourself to bed. Bye. There it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really, it's really hard to organize uh, flights 
and trips to see wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> if you could get a ship, you just do it all. Well, that's the thing because there's oh. so many there's so many wonderful things that we can actually see on earth as well so yeah there's like making all these movies that show you this fantastical version of what's out there and it's like okay but look at all the cool stuff that's here as well that we actually can't see easily so show us that stuff exactly flying around earth for sure yeah anyway we need a um we need a science fiction movie of planet earth totally (laughs) <laughs> yeah when the spaceship opened like he was already brushing his teeth and then he was like inching he saw the spaceship open and he was like mm, and he was like oh and he was like inching yeah. closer back to his chair and then i was like you can sit if you want and he's like fine and then like the puppet scene well i call it the puppets because they're little aliens and I, I, as soon as the spaceship opened he was glued he couldn't move from his seat yeah so cute uh, well that's so i'm Let's talk more about the spaceship in just the next bit. Um, so just to close out mm-hmm. this part about the actual time travel stuff, I just want to talk about the going the the one part of it in terms of the going backwards in time. Because we've talked about how like the forwards in time, there's all this like great stuff. But obviously at the end, then it's like to bring him back to the point where he was taken, he has to do backwards time travel. And the reason it hasn't happened before is because as Max says, you know, um, that the human humans are too squishy. Uh, soft we can't we can't handle it um there's no description about what the method of time travel backwards is there's no explanation as to how they do it which is something that i know you and i both love in these types of movies uh when they actually show the scenes they do some graphics and stuff that makes me think of like interdimensional space it makes me think of interstellar and the bulk and the brain thing like you've got all these these little pops Mm. of connections appearing that look like little wormholes and stuff and um i was thinking about it too and i was like it is post star trek and star trek was all about creating a warp bubble to travel through subspace and that in subspace there's um different laws of physics so you can travel faster than c in subspace now like subspace is the wrong term in terms of science to use for it but like what they mean is this this bulk brain idea kind of thing this other dimension of space that they could travel through so i just that's just what it made me think of and i was like oh they must be using that kind of a vibe about it but they just need no effort to explain it which i'm completely fine with Anything else about backwards time travel? Yeah, the, yeah, no, not one effort to explain it. They just do it and drop him off. And you know what? You're so yeah. relieved. You don't need explanation. The relief is palpable. You're like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I don't need an explanation. I'm relieved. Yeah. We just need him to get home. That's all that matters. All right. So, spe- so let's move into yeah. best bits then. <clears throat> best bits so let's come back to what you're saying about the spaceship and the fact that as soon as the ship opened that's what like drew raf in and and kept him in his seat and uh for me as well like the spaceship is the best it is freaking amazing (laughs) as soon as you see the inside of that spaceship you're like yeah i want in (laughs) unbelievable mirrors and the and the way that he flies it is also just you know it's it's brilliant it's inspired with the with the yeah. arms and the feet things. Yeah. So good. I love it. I love it. I love when he's like, can you fix the seat? And it's just perp, compliance. Yeah. Come. <laughs> just it's amazing. 
it's so all good. that it was missing was like soda dispensers or some yeah. shit do you know what i mean like hot dog makers like pops out whatever food you're thinking about a little replicator <laughs> um, replicator exactly yeah it's uh it's just yeah everything and even like the visualization of max just like this little robotic arm with this like eye <laughs> it's like i was fine with it i was like this is great i love it yeah he was friendly somehow he wasn't he wasn't scary at all i wasn't scared of him he was funny and he was silly he was a silly robot yeah something um, about him was very silly and dramatic i loved it what else have you got for best bits yeah so the frisbee at the beginning with the dog i forgot that was this movie what a great image with the frisbee and, yeah. and, and you're like whoa it's a ufo and then the dog jumps up and gets it um is it's very there are in my, multiple in my flying saucer fake outs at the start it's so clever it's so well done that first shot you immediately assume flying saucer dog and then you have the shadow coming across blimp and then you have him walking through the woods and you have the thing water tower it's like ah! every time they did it i was like here we go no no it's great it is so good yeah um i've got i got so many um so I love when he says, this is something he says at the beginning. I just don't know what I want in life anymore. <laughs> he said, it's 10. I love that. Um, there's some great lines. Like, that's the thing. So, like, I've got a couple of lines that are just, and they're, um, so there's two lines that are max lines that I really enjoy. And it's when he says, um, correction, I require the superior information in your inferior brain. <laughs> He's just so shady. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I know. He is shady. He's a little bit. Yeah. I love that too. There's another one as well where they talk about the leaks. <laughs> He's like, navigator, I do not leak. You leak, remember? <laughs> you leak. <laughs> It's just, I don't know why, but just picking these simple little lines and just making them so funny. Sorry, Lolly's off. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not uh, too silly. They're silly enough. They're just silly enough yeah. for everyone to have a bit of a chuckle. Max is never too much. I find he's never too much. Yeah. He's just enough. Um, I really loved them stopping off at the petrol station. Oh, God. <laughs> and the family taking and the father's like completely unfazed. He's like, Yeah, it's just like a cool trick. Because of course it's what you think. You'd be like, cool trick. You wouldn't Everyone think it takes was pictures. Real. And and the gas attendant is just like, Whoa, what the and the guy's like, Great trick. I don't know how you did it. It's the best one I've ever seen. And they're taking pictures and the guy he just goes bop 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 and flies away. It's amazing. And then there's it's that so ET nod as well, like as he goes off and the guy goes, he said he wanted to call home. <laughs> it's just like great. <laughs> it's very good. Um, yeah, I love the, I love the vertical acceleration thing. Like, yeah, the, 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 yeah where do you want to go? Well. And he's like, and he's like 20 there's just the random like i don't know like 20 miles and he just goes up <laughs> and he's like why am i up here 
He's <laughs> just like, what are you doing? I meant along the ground. I didn't mean straight up. <laughs> what? And I also love when he falls down and they're all nervous and scared. Like yeah. even the people who are supposed to be the antagonists, they're all like, oh my God, please be okay. Please be okay. <laughs> and when he finally pulls out of the fall, they're like, yay, yeah. but let's get him. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, I like the bill when he goes to the toilet. Yeah. We already mentioned that. Yeah. yeah it's a great <laughs> bill. We agree. Raph is doing what he did with the actual movie, which is pretend he's not interested. Yeah. And keep coming back. <laughs> Um, all right. What else have you got on bet? I, that's it for me. Um, the rest was, uh, the rest bits I have were final comments, but, uh, um, oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's go into, final well, I have one then. thing, which is, go on. yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I loved the house. Oh, I loved the design of the house mm. originally. And then when you go to the eighties house and you see like the ugliness of eighties, it was just <laughs> so hilarious to me <laughs> that you had this super cool fucking seventies house because they were going back. So it's made in the yeah. 80s. And then they, they go back and they'd be like, wasn't the 70s so cool? And they kind of recreated a cool 70s. And then you're in the 80s with an old couple and the disgusting wallpaper and the gold <laughs> and the, just the ornament and the robe. And you're like, the 80s? Oh, <laughs> compared with the 70s. So funny to me. <laughs> so random. I love it. I love how, of course, you pick out that kind of stuff. <laughs> You're like, I didn't even notice. I can't even remember what the house looked like in the seventies. <laughs> I do remember the the, the room cool. though, the old guy's room, like that he's got his his own room with his chair and his newspaper. And I was like, whatever about that. I was just like, I want a room like that. <laughs> I just want just my room. <laughs> well, the eighties was all about excess, darling. Yeah. All right, so uh, final comments then. Um, so we've talked, we've already talked about a couple of mine. Uh, I've just got, so I've just got two left. And my first one is mostly just like the NASA security cars. I don't know why, but that just had me howling. <laughs> the like, which ones? The, the, just the way the car, like as if it's a police car comes up and it says NASA security. <laughs> it's like, like NASA yeah. has a security team that's out there driving around the US looking out for unidentified floating objects <laughs> whoa nasa yeah. um i only have one final comment left actually because i've mentioned it and that is the sheer amount of coca-cola product yeah. placement in the film <laughs> holy shit yeah. holy shit <laughs> unbelievable yeah do you want a yeah. Coke? Which one? And then she just rattles off all of them. And he's like, what? We have. <laughs> There's so many stops inside, mass- like in front of massive Coca-Cola signs. And <laughs> just they're like, oh, they're red, they're glowing, the light. Yeah. It's like Coke. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh, those are the days. <laughs> um my my last comment then so is like just seriously like <laughs> i don't want to put a downer on the movie but uh how the fuck is jeff a well-adjusted teenager because he scared his brother in the <sighs> woods and then his brother was never seen again <laughs> eight years later we meet 16 year old jeff who seems to be a perfectly normal teenage boy <laughs> like yeah, how is he not off shitty 
It's like it's like he started off shit and so that made him be better or something. He's like, I'm never going to be shit again. That was like in this weird sort of fantasy world, it just made him not be annoying and be like, I'm going to put every effort into being a great person. Yeah. <laughs> in reality, exactly... you'd have like 16-year-old Jeff should be sitting on the corner with his brown paper bag smoking weed with his friends, like gothed up. Fuck yeah, life, just nihilistic, everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, have you seen Rachel getting married? Okay, never mind. But yeah, he would never be okay again. So yeah. he'd be like, why me? Yeah, so that's that's dark. So that, yeah, it's kind of great. Let's, let's, let's end with a dark note on Fly the Navigator. I do apologize. <laughs> Okay, no, but this is a this was an excellent movie. Um, it's so joyous. I'm so glad that we did this as the second one coming off. Um, see you yesterday because I just mm. I wouldn't have felt right doing any other movie after See You Yesterday because the the serious themes in that movie to then just take something that's more uh, not not jokey but is just like a good wholesome story. Wholesome, yeah, yeah. It's a wholesome message. But yeah. next week we'll About go family. into something a little bit, or not next week, in two weeks' time we go into something a little bit more goofy. And we've got something, oh, something way more recent as well. So we next up will be The Adam Project in our um, time travel mm-hmm. wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey series. Yep. But yeah, yeah so... On that. I've shown him the trailer, so... You can join us in two weeks' time for The Adam Project. And next week we have Everything Everywhere All At Once. It's very exciting. We have a liftoff. Yay. <laughs> yes, we do, don't we? Yeah. Okay, see you then. All right. Okay, bye. Now my, my cool music plays. What do you think about my music? Go forward. I can play it now.